Welcome to TrekCast, the official podcast of the Real Estate Council here in Dallas, Texas. I'm Bill San Antonio, Trek's Marketing and Communications Coordinator. Thanks so much for joining us. Today, we continue our Technology of Placemaking series with Equium CEO Gabrielle McMillan. Gabrielle was one of our panelists during our April 3rd Bank of Texas Speaker Series and joins us today to talk about how Equium is using tech and big data to solve building and tenant needs. Before we get to our talk with Gabrielle, I'd like to remind you to subscribe to TrekCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play, and to follow the Real Estate Council on Facebook, we are at the Real Estate Council, and on Twitter and Instagram at TrekDallas. Be sure to join us at Below Mansion on May 14th for our first Market Matters Breakfast of the Year on the future of retail. We've got two panel discussions lined up about repurposing existing retail buildings and how the retail sector will evolve in the years to come. Speakers include Christine Perez of DCEO, Mark Mazenter of Open Realty Advisors, Frank Miolopoulos of Corinth Properties, Amanda Moreno-Lake of Jim Lake Companies, Jennifer Pearson of Strive, Alan Shore of The Retail Connection, and Herb Weitzman from The Weitzman Group. So head on over to recouncil.com and get your tickets now. Now, here's Equium CEO Gabrielle McMillan right here on TrackCast. So, uh, Gab, thanks for, for joining me uh, this afternoon. Absolute um, pleasure. Thanks for having me. As, as we get going, can you maybe describe for me what Equium is and the kind of service that it provides and, and how it sort of fits into this, um, you know, this emerging world where, you know, we're not quite, or how should I put this, um, you know, this this just changing idea of what the office is? Yeah, um, happy to. So I guess to kick things off um, a little bit about Equium, um, we are the global leader in tenant experience um, solutions. Um, we have this mission essentially um, that is to help landlords unlock more value in their assets. Um, and to do that, um, we believe that they need to get much, much closer to the customers and the people that occupy those buildings on a day-to-day basis. Um, get closer to them, um, collect data on them, um, capture insights, and use those insights to curate uh, a better experience in that building that will drive um, satisfaction, retention, increase in NOI, um, you know, so that's you know Equium. We we were actually founded in 2011. Um, we started in a million square foot asset in Melbourne, actually, um, and we've grown really rapidly. We're now across 60 million square feet, um, typically premium and grade A office real estate in four countries, and we have 135,000 users on the platform today. So in, in recent years, the, the boundaries between work and home life have, have blurred considerably as, as more and more work is just being done outside the office. Um, you know, Elliot presented that idea of, you know, the coffee shop as the office, right? So how has this impacted what commercial real estate owners and service providers and tenants, what they're sort of looking for in their building and office space needs and what strategies have been employed um, by companies like Equium um, to address this this shift? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough time for landlords um, because it's an industry that really we've seen very little innovation in a very, very long time and all of a sudden everything is changing. And it's being led and driven by a huge shift in tenant expectations and tenant demands. And that 
you know, has come out of um, changes in technology, changes in the way we work, um, this gig economy and, and war for talent. And so to really understand what's changing in real estate, you kind of first have to understand what's changing in the world of work broadly. And what is happening is that tenants are now expecting a completely different real estate product than what they did 10 years ago. Um, and the two, the two things involved in that are one, they no longer want to commit to long-term leases. They want shorter-term um, arrangements that are turnkey, that, they, that gives them the flexibility that they need to operate from different locations. Um, so they, they want this flexibility in their real estate. But the second thing they need is they need this great experience um, because that's, it's, it's a great experience in the workplace that helps them attract talent and retain talent. And so when you put those two things together, you, you suddenly have a completely different real estate product. It's no longer are you selling walls and glass and empty space and, and doing 10 year deals. You're actually um, you know, transacting in a much more flexible way and the space itself has to be completely kitted out with everything that the, the tenant needs to operate their business. Um, and that phenomenon is you know, broadly kind of being labeled workplace as a service. Um, landlords are trying to work out, I think, how, to, um, how they wanna play in that space um, because there's a few operators, like we work industrious, Notel and a bunch of others that, <clears throat> that are operating in that space already and they're essentially like a, a next generation landlord. Um, I guess the challenge for landlords is, do, you know, how do they actually, how do they play in this space? Do they, do they do it themselves? Do they partner with these operators or do they just kind of bury their head in the sand and keep offering what they've been offering, um, you know, and, and hope for the best? Um, so w when you talk about the idea of the tenant experience, uh -huh. um, I spoke with Joe earlier uh, today and, and his idea or his company's idea of that experience for for companies is everything that they could possibly need uh, in terms of, you know, um, whether it's needing a handyman, uh, having their IT up and running, needing snacks for the office. Um, what does the this sort of tenant experience mean for, for your company? Yeah, so I guess um, at Equium, the core of what we offer is technology. Okay. Um, and so think of that as an app for the building. Um, which is really the becomes the remote control through which every single occupant connects with that building and the services that are available. So a huge part of what we do is this kind of enterprise grade, robust, flexible um, app or platform that can be customized for each building. So if you've got a huge retail um, component, then we would um, integrate those retailers into the platform so that the customers can transact directly, order their coffee, get it delivered to their desk, right? Organize their laundry, you know, have instant, bring it to me kind of hotel service available. Right. Um, if you've got an amenity center, you know, we would, we would use the technology to um, promote that amenity center, um, you know, measure usage, allow people to book and pay for spaces in the building. Um, but it also facilitates um, a sense of community because people can actually see who else is in the building um, and, and drive those relationships, um, both online, but importantly, offline. You know, so, you know, I always say the app is really just the, it, it's the facilitator, you know. Sure. Um, it underpins the strategy, but it's not the strategy itself. 
um, the technology is the way in which people can kind of have this frictionless, seamless experience, which is what most of us are now accustomed to. We're used to booking things and paying for them on, on an app. Um, but the second part of what Equium does is really about um, the experience layer. So you think you've already got a building and you've already got a, a community. We're adding a digital layer through which the community is fully connected and the services are integrated into that, but we're then adding an experience layer and that's really the bit that moves daily, right? And that might be content, events, activations, pop-ups in the lobby, you know, promotions, deals, offers, perks and services like what Joe offers through Eden. Sure. Um, or it might be integrating the tenants that are already in the building. Um, it might be running yoga classes. It might be bring your dog to work day. Um, the beautiful and kind of exciting thing about what we do at Equium is working with each asset manager and asset community to, to, to work out what they really want, what they already love about the building, what are the friction points, what are the pain points, what services would they, would they like, and how could we make their work life even more productive, um, and then really wrapping a program around that and bringing that to them. What are some of the risks and challenges with collecting all of that data, um, you know, maintaining it, having bits and pieces of it available to users? Um, what what issues and, and challenges arise with, you know, privacy issues, security risks, and, and things of that nature? I know we talked about the um, the sort of dark side of, of data collection. Um, you know, um, a lot of very uh, public. Um, you know stories about the mishandling of of data like with Facebook and and these companies that that have been um, using that data um, in in somewhat nefarious ways <laughs> what are the what are the risks and challenges that um, that a service like like the one Equium provides uh, faces look I think it's a great question and um, the risks should not be underestimated would be my first comment you know if if you're a landlord um and you're thinking about collecting data and personal information on every single person in your building then you need to know that that's being done in the right way um that it's secure um that it's in line with the privacy laws and restrictions within your um, jurisdiction and I, I, you know, for me, honestly, I believe that that's best done by choosing the right partner. You know, I don't think that, um, <clears throat> that the real estate industry has got a deep, um, you know, breadth of experience dealing with data and, and even technology broadly. And so what I would say to landlords and the reason why our customers choose Equium is because um, we've got so much experience, we've been around for such a long time um, you know, we can tick every box with regard to security and privacy, but that costs money um, and it needs to be an ongoing focus of, you know, whichever company you're going to deal with. Um, we, you know, the thing about data as well is that, um, you know, I think, you know, you have to understand why you're collecting it and what you're going to do with it and really start with a bit of a data strategy. Um, you know, I do speak to people from time to time that say, well, um, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna force people to use the app or we're gonna, you know, do X, Y, Z and collect all the data. And, you know, we're often asking those people why, you know, and what are you gonna do with it? And are you gonna tell them that you're collecting it for, those, for that purpose or not? Um, so I think the other thing and, and perhaps where, you know, the Facebook stuff has been really interesting because the biggest issue with that was it was unexpected. 
Yeah. Users on Facebook didn't know that their data could be used in that way. So it's like I opted in for one reason and on one set of understandings and then you surprised me by doing something completely different. And that's, I think, landlords can learn for that by, you know, by kind of going, well, if I'm going to collect data on my users, <clears throat> then I need to be really clear with them about the fact that I am collecting the data in the first place, how that data is being handled and what I'm going to do with it. Um, with our platform, um, you know, we never ever, even though there might actually be a database of users um, available in the building, although almost never, but, you know, occasionally even a company might be prepared to hand over a list of employee names and email addresses, but we never, ever, ever upload that stuff directly into the platform. It's, it's really key that users, that you've got an authentic and transparent relationship with your customers. And it starts with them opting in to using the platform and to registering their data in the first place. Um, and then giving them the tools, you know, in our platform, every single person in the building has a profile that you can choose how much information you provide. You can choose whether that profile is public and visible to anyone else. And you can even choose what notifications you receive and when and how you want to interact with the platform. And I think that that's really key to kind of, you know, having a trusted relationship. Because, you know, Equium, it's interesting because the top five users of our, of our platform globally from a, from a tenant point of view are all law firms. Okay. Um, so you would think that lawyers of all people would be, you know, reluctant to provide data or particularly concerned about providing data, but it's not the case. Um, in fact, it's the opposite. Um, lawyers are prolific users of our platform because they want the convenience. Um, they understand how the data is being used. They know they've got control over it. Um, and in fact, 70% of all of our users globally provide more information than what they kind of have to just to register an account. So people actually want to provide their skills, their interests, you know, where they live, et cetera, et cetera. So I can, I can already hear the skeptics. Well, that may work for a city where you still have these giant office towers um, like, like in New York. I mean, the whole city is a skyline yeah. for the most part, right? Um, Dallas, a little less so. Sure. Um, is there any kind of difference in... I guess the the accuracy of of the needs of of a tenant um, with a less densely populated building um, in a place like Dallas as as compared to New York. I mean, how 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 can you make sure that the the data that you're collecting is is not only I guess that it's that it's accurate to the needs of of what you know uh, uh, that kind of building would need. I mean, I think that's exactly the key to the to the approach. You know, we've got all different um, sized buildings um, with you know lots of different tenant profiles in them, located in different cities, and we've definitely got some suburban office as well. And so, really, it comes down to what the strategy is for that asset. So we've got you know a one point five um, million square foot asset in. Sydney that right as part of the asset. So it's three big office towers and it's got 90 retailers in a mall, one of um, Sydney's highest performing malls. So for that asset, you know, it's all about understanding how to drive a connection between the, the people that are working in the office towers and the, the massive, you know, retail um, and service um, amenity that's already right at their doorstep to do that in a way that's digital and, you know, um, and exclusive as well. Um, 
And so that might be the strategy for, for that asset. But you know, if what you're saying is, you know, do, do less densely populated areas still need amenity? I think it can even be more so. <clears throat> and you know, we don't really see any difference in overall take up um, building to building, um, location to location. But we do see a difference in what tenants desire um, in those locations. You know, so in New York, it makes no sense to do laundry service at the building because who on earth would want to drag their laundry to work on the subway? Right. <laughs> um, it also, you know, there, there's no bike parking in most buildings in New York. Um, uh, you know, uh, and you know, so there's there's definitely elements around the products and service. Whereas in an, another building, in fact, globally, laundry and then followed by coffee, um, uh, you know, are the most utilized products. Um, so I think what you your strategy should really be a blend of your asset management strategy in the first place. What am I trying to achieve? You know, and we talked about that um, that asset with the mall. You know, a business park or a suburban office that's more remote might have no amenity at all. Might have one really bad little cafe serving you know burnt coffee and greasy bagels. Sure. Um, and so the job there is really different to the job at the other asset. The job here is about getting cool food trucks in. You know bringing in the wellness stuff, you know, activating space and, and connecting those buildings together and actually bringing amenity to the site. Um, whereas at the, at the other asset, it's about leveraging the amenity that's there and bringing that to life. Um, but if your question is about, do people, you know, does it work differently in, in you know, the, the different cities? No. People are ubiquitous, you know, and I could look across London, Europe, where we've got stuff deployed, Ireland and Australia, and tell you that people really, when it boils down to it, want the same stuff. Um, you know, we want convenience everywhere in every single one of our buildings. Um, convenience is more important than community. Okay. Um, you know, we all want, regardless of how much money we're earning, special deals, perks and offers. <laughs> um, free is like universally appealing. Um, you know, so there are things that are ubiquitous that are like predictable, but then there are the, the actual um, products and services do, to your point, very much need to be curated for the building. And that is, that is a really cool, really exciting experimental process that involves launching the platform in the first place, finding out what your tenants want, and then starting a program around that. Um, and I can guarantee that there'll be a lot of surprises when you do that because most building owners or property managers will think, well, I know my tenants, you know what I mean? I know what they want. Sure. The reality is that the information that they have is flawed because it's only coming from usually one person in each tenancy. Got it. Um, well, thank you so much for your time today, um, both on the panel and, and for the podcast. Where can, uh, where can people find out more about Equium? Well, people in Dallas that want to go and have a look firsthand could do a little drive over to Houston where we're um, working with some folks there at Five Houston Center. But probably much easier than that would just be to jump onto our website, which is getequium.com. Um, and through our website, you can actually book a demo of the platform and see how other landlords have, have, are using it and are benefiting from it in terms of higher tenant engagement and retention. Big thanks to Equium CEO Gabrielle McMillan for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to TrekCast wherever you get your podcasts and get your tickets to our May 14th Market Matters over at recouncil.com. Once again, I'm Bill San Antonio. Thanks for listening.